What's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. Um, it is Sunday, June 16th. I am recording live from my home outside. Um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, so that being said, let's get started with some news, shall we? Um, so CNN released a list of their favorite TV dads. Um, Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights was included, of course. Um, no, Lucy, stay down there. Um, Philip Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel Air and Homer Simpson were in, are the notable names for me. So I just I was just taking a look at this list. Um, but you know the those are definitely. I mean Homer is a classic TV dad. Um, but you know. Um, it is what it is, really. There's not really much else you can say about that. Um, J.J. Watt is calling on fans to buy back Whataburger. This is interesting. Um, clearly J.J. Watt wants Whataburger to come back. Um, I personally, I've never been there, so I don't know how good it is or w- anything. So, I mean, you never know or unless you've been there, but um, it's good to see a football player doing this or doing stuff, something like this, at least to bring back the, you know, old stuff, stuff that was well liked, you know, um, Let's just take a minute to enjoy what a beautiful morning this Father's Day this Father's Day is. It's a great morning, really. Um, but um, I really don't have many news stories for you today. It's been it's been mostly sports today, so we're gonna go look at the Women's World Cup. We're gonna go recap yesterday. Um, yesterday. Uh, the Netherlands took down Cameroon three to one. The Netherlands were actually out attempted. The Netherlands only had 10 attempts to Cameroon's 11. Netherlands had the ball 58% of the time, 78% pass accuracy to Cameroon's 63%. And there were three yellows all on Cameroon. Um, Cameroon looked dangerous at times, but Netherlands were clearly the better team. They were the better attacking team. They had the better chances. And, you know, it is what it is, really. Um, um, Also yesterday... Another game in Group E. Canada took down New Zealand 2-0. Um, Canada dominated the game, really. 22 attempts to New Zealand's 2. 
eight to one, eight corners to New Zealand's one. Seventy percent ball possession for Canada. Eighty-five percent pass accuracy to New Zealand's fifty-nine percent, and there were no yellows handed out in this game at all, which is always good. You never, you never want to see yellows if you can help it. So. Overall, not a not a great day of soccer at the World Cup, but you know, um, today's games coming up in two minutes on FS1. We have Sweden and Thailand. Sweden should destroy Thailand, not as bad as the U.S. did on Tuesday, but it should be a it should be a big win for Sweden. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry. I had to get my drink on there. Um, but at noon, the U.S. women's national team is back in action against Chile on Fox. <clears throat> I'm excited to see the U.S. back in action. Um, Like, like I said, I'm very excited to see the U.S. women's national team back in action. It's been a long wait since Tuesday. Um, but, you know, uh, the U.S. should come away with this with a, another win. It'll be obviously much harder fought than it, than it was on Tuesday against Thailand, but you know this team's ready to roll because I'm pretty sure they're 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 set they're ready. Let's go. I mean, let's go get those three points and seal a spot in the knockout stage. I mean. Hashtag USA, baby. Um, <clears throat> you know. It's great to see the support. <clears throat> People are going to argue about... Um, um, whether the 13 nothing win was too much and whether we celebrated too much. Um, but you know, I think it doesn't matter. They're in the world cup. They should score as many goals as they need to. Um, you know, let them play as much as they want. You wouldn't hear this if the men's side was running up the score. Um, but you know, it should be should be a fun day. Hopefully for the U.S., I I anticipate winning and winning big, but not thirteen nothing big. I'm expecting like five nothing. But you know, I could always be proven wrong, and 
<laughs> who knows? That's always a possibility. Um, but anyway, you know, we'll see how the World Cup goes today. Hoping for good things, but you know, we'll see how she goes. Gold Cup, Mexico, or excuse me, we'll go with Canada first against Martinique. Canada took down Martinique for nothing. Canada created 22 or had 22 shots compared to Martinique's 12. 55% ball possession for Canada. Eight offsides to Martinique's two. 85% pass accuracy to Martinique's 90%. And there was one yellow card on both sides. It was 4 nothing win for Canada, like I said. Um, <clears throat> um, Mexico destroyed Cuba 7 to nothing. also to open up their campaign. Both of these games were at the Rose Bowl. Um, Mexico had 30 shots to Cuba's 3. That's called domination right there. Um, 66% ball possession for Mexico. Seven offsides for Mexico as well. <coughs> to Cuba, zero. <coughs> Sorry. Feel, feel like getting inside my bones <coughs> or in my lungs right there. Um, eight corners for Mexico, two for Cuba. 95% pass accuracy for Mexico to Cuba's 79%. And Cuba had the only yellow card of the game. These results were not surprising. I fully expect the two coming out of Group A will be Mexico and Canada. I don't think there can be really much argument against that. Yesterday proved that, that's for sure. Um, today, Group B in the Gold Cup. Haiti against Bermuda is going to play at 6 o'clock. And then Costa Rica is going to play Nicaragua at around 8.30. Both of these games will be held in Costa Rica, and then they'll come back to the U.S. for their last two group stage games. Um, I think Haiti takes down Bermuda. I think it'll be a lot closer than people think. <laughs> or actually, I haven't seen any predictions or anything for this, so actually, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think Haiti will come out of this with a win. Um, you know, it was, I, I'm so shocked Bermuda qualified for the gold cup, but you know, they earned it. They earned their spot. So, but, and Costa Rica should beat Nicaragua. I, in this group, I could see Costa Rica and Nicaragua getting out. Haiti is an out, has an outside chance if they can beat Nicaragua. We'll, but we'll see how that works out on the second match day, you know. Um, <clears throat> um, 
but you know, so that's the gold cup from yesterday and today. Um, looking at the college world series, um, Michigan defeated Texas tech yesterday, five to three in the first game of the college world series. Um, Michigan showing out. They took down UCLA. I said they could give Texas Tech a run for their money, and they definitely did. Um... Then in the nightcap at in Omaha for the College World Series, um, uh, let's see what am I trying to say? Um, Florida State took down Arkansas one to nothing thanks to scoring a run in the top of the ninth. Florida State's closer, actually, he was playing center field the majority of the game. Um, Got hit by the pitch in the top of the ninth. Got all the way around the bases. Scored the run, the game-winning run, which it turned out to be. Ran to the bullpen and warmed up. And he came in to close down the game to get three outs. And that was incredible. I've That's the definition of a true player right there. Um, I, I just had never seen anything like... I mean, you see players like that more in softball than you do baseball. But, you know, credit to them for getting the job done. Um... Um, but today's College World Series games, Florida, uh, not Florida State, excuse me, <clears throat> first game at 2 o'clock on ESPN, Louisville-Vanderbilt. I think my national champion pick of Vanderbilt is looking really good right now, and I think Vanderbilt will come away with this win. Um, I don't know what the exact score of that game would be. <clears throat> um, oh man. Uh, anyway, I'll come back to it in a minute. Um, at 7.30 on ESPN2, Auburn, Mississippi State, two SEC teams going at it. Um, I think Mississippi State will get through, so it'll be Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, both 1-0. I don't really think I can argue against what I just said. So, um, 
I did forget one piece of news that I wrote down. Um, the Irish island of Aranmore has asked Americans to move there because there's only 469 residents left. So they want Americans to come populate their island. Which is really weird, but you know what? It is what it is. you um but anyway um i was gonna say oh we gotta look at the u.s open the u.s open leaderboard gary woodland is taking it over <sighs> uh let's see where oh well um Let's see. Brant Snedeker tied for 64th at plus at five over par. Tommy Fleetwood tied for 60th, four over par. Phil Mickelson tied for 48th, three over par. Um, Bryson DeChambeau also tied for 48th at three over. Patrick Reed tied for 48th, three over par. Jordan Spieth is tied for 33rd at one over par. Ricky Fowler tied for 33rd, one over par. Ricky can always get good starts in these majors, but he can never fully. Uh, he can't. He just can never. Um, Where I'm looking for. Um, he can never finish. Excuse me. He can't sustain the success he has in the first round of a major. But anyway, Tiger Woods is tied for 27th at even. Um. Patrick Cantlay tied for 23rd at one under par. Francesco Molinari tied for 17th. Or, excuse me. Francesco Molinari and Dustin Johnson are tied for 17th, two under par. Xander Schauffele tied for 14th, three under par. Henrik Stenson is tied for 9th, four under par. Same with Graham McDowell. Matt Kuchar tied for 7th, five under par. Rory McIlroy is in 6th by himself, six under par. Brooks Kapka and Louis Alstazen, Alstuzen, whatever his name is, is tied for third at seven under par. Justin Rose is second at ten under par, and Gary Woodland's in the lead at eleven under par. So it looks like it's going to be Gary Woodland versus Justin Rose, pretty much. Well, that's going to be fun. Um, so it doesn't look like Tiger's going to win the U.S. Open, which sad. But, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Tiger I, he just Tiger just needs to get his game right. And then we can talk about winning majors again. Um, <clears throat> so a report came out saying that KD and Kyrie met in New York. So, I mean, it's not looking good for the Celtics keeping Kyrie at all, but you know, 
I mean, KD, he's, I mean, he's in New York anyway because he's um, getting rehab for his torn Achilles insert and all of that. So we'll see if they actually get together. I mean, it's not like Kevin Durant is going to be playing much next season. So let's see if they actually can get together. Or maybe the or the Warriors may sign him for a one-year deal and then make another pitch to him after next season. But, you know, I don't know how it's going to work out. We'll see how it works out. Um, the big news that came out of yesterday. Lakers have acquired Anthony Davis from the Pelicans for Alonzo, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, and three first-round picks, including the fourth overall pick. God, is this killing me. LeBron finally got his second star out there in L.A. And, you know, LeVar Ball, he's or Lonzo's dad, has already chimed in on this matter, saying that the Lakers will never win another championship again because they got rid of his son. But, you know... Somehow I highly doubt that, but, you know, whatever. Um, But this is huge. Now it's, I mean, they got Kyle Kuzma still. They managed to keep him out of the trade. Zion, now he's looking to go to the Pelicans, who have pieces now. Um, But, you know, this trade, there were two specific teams that lost this trade. The Knicks, for one. Because it's very unlikely they're going to get a lot now. And the Celtics lost this trade because they were unwilling. Because Danny Ainge was unwilling to part with Jason Tatum, which I'm okay with. But I'm also, I mean, Anthony Davis was very clear. And his reps and family were very clear that they didn't want to come to Boston to play. Probably because of the way the Celtics handled um Isaiah Thomas. But, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm just going to have to deal with the fact that the Celtics might not be as good next year. We'll see. I mean, now if we can player swap Kyrie Irving and D'Angelo Russell, I'll feel a lot better. But, you know, um, Um, I don't know exactly what the Celtics are going to look like next season. This envy free agency just basically got wound up very tightly. This Anthony Davis move just kicked off a whole lot of moves that are about to be made in the NBA in the off season or in the, or in free agency. Things are about to get really wild in the NBA, and you better believe that I'm going to be keeping up with all of them. So, um, but yeah, that trade. I was really hoping that he wasn't going to go to the Lakers, but you know what? It's not rare that I often get what I want. So, I mean, I didn't even I didn't even expect Kyrie to get traded to the Celtics. A couple years ago either but you know we went and did it for some reason so you know um you know but there's going to be more surprising off-season moves of course you know that just happens naturally um 
but and we'll keep up with them as they come along. All speaking of moving places and tra- um, transferring, I haven't seen any big news in the softball transfer portal, so we've kept that. We're going to keep that out. I mean, unless there's something that I'm missing now, but I'm going to move on for now unless I see something that is specifically like, whoa, what? <clears throat> um, but. Uh, yesterday, a Babe Ruth jersey was sold at auction for a record-breaking $5.6 million. That's incredible, really. Um, I can't believe that. Well, actually, I can't believe a Babe Ruth jersey was sold for that much. But, you know, it's crazy the amount of money that people will buy for things just to say that they have them. So, you know, I mean... I mean, I would love to have a Babe Ruth jersey, but I'm not paying $5.8 because I don't have $5.8 But, you know, if I did, I would definitely try to get that, you know. Or $5.6 excuse me, not 8 I don't know where the, the number just popped into my head out of nowhere. So, um, um, but, you know, um, a Babe Ruth, he was a great player. I wish I would have gotten to see him play, you know, but what are you going to be able to do? I mean, really, like, there's nothing you can really do to say or change anything along that line, you know? Mm, Excuse me. Um, But I'm glad to see that his jersey is very much profitable or, or, shall we say, worthwhile. I'm glad to see that for sure. He's definitely worthy of that amount of money for a jersey that he wore or, you know. <laughs> but sometimes you, you, these numbers just get a little too inflated, you know. But um, nothing really that you can really do about it. People are going to pay what they want to pay for this kind of stuff, you know. People have money lying around. Some people, anyway. Um, So. Um, Listen to that wind. The wind's rustling the trees out here. Um, (laughs) I mean, it is an absolutely gorgeous morning. It doesn't feel like summer at all, really. Um, but anyway, my last piece of news for the day, another trade, this time in Major League Baseball. Well, not the trade itself first. Um, CNN, uh, wrote, or Bleacher Reports, I think, wrote an article, I think it's Bleacher Report, but CNN put it on their website, um, that Edwin Encarnacion of the Mariners is MLB's most underappreciated power hitter of his generation. And I didn't know this, but he's hit 32 home runs or more 12 years in a row now. I didn't know that at all. That's incredible. That's, I mean, this man, he's, uh, he has to be the most underappreciated power hitter of his generation then. I didn't even know that was a stat, really. That's incredible. Um, 
I, and then he goes, and then the Mariners go and trade him away. Unfortunately, Edwin has been traded to the Yankees, so now the Yankees have a really great power hitter that they could use to add to Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, who are coming. They're both in AAA right now, rehabbing, and, you know, so. Um, but th- this man... And he's the AL home run leader right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's go have a look. Um, just so I can add, uh, yeah, he's leading the American League with 21 home runs. Great. Now the Yankees have the two players with the most home runs in the American League right now, with Edwin Encarnacion and Gary Sanchez. Great. I told you the Yankees are getting dangerous, man crazy I mean st- but Yelich is still leading the league in home runs 26 so that's great I guess um but dude man that's crazy the one of the most underappreciated power hitters in the game of baseball today and he just gets traded to the Yankees to bolster their team and I'm just like what is going on here come on Oh, but man, that's going to be fun moving forward. Baseball, I mean, it's not like there's much else happening right now. I mean, aside from the summer of soccer, baseball is going to have a lot of headlines moving forward. I'll tell you that, especially in my podcast. But, you know, um, it's going to be fun. Didn't tell you that. Um, But thank you for listening today on this Father's Day. I hope you all have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow with new content.